friends, welcome to Galsplained, the podcast where two best gals explain anything and everything to each other better than any man ever has. Ooh. <laughs> this week we're diving into sleepwalking, how it works, why it happens, and when can it get homicidal? <gasps> we all, <laughs> we all kind of made yourself call. <laughs> We also answer the question, should you wake a sleepwalker? Yeah, you could Google it, but isn't it more fun to learn it from a friend? I'm Michelle. And I'm Claire. All right. We need a bit of a vibe check today, apparently, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was telling, we're, we're a little late to start later than normal because there was a big storm here in Charlotte. And we don't normally have like in the winter afternoon storms yeah i mean i guess it's almost springtime right it's february yeah i guess uh so i was sitting here and we got on zoom we record on zoom and i was like i need a vibe check and i said i'll be right back and i went and i made a cup of tea in this wonderful mug that michelle gave me which i've posted on her instagram before the enneagram mug and i lit a candle and i turned on my lamp and my vibe has been checked (laughs) <laughs> i'm very How's happy to vibe? hear that my vibe's pretty good it was supposed to snow today but you're right but it actually didn't snow today sorry i should have finished that thought but you're right uh it's a bit weird last week we recorded at i think nine in the morning that episode and this week we're recording at 4 p.m so like if there's a difference between how we're acting in either of those episodes that might be why <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Our vibes. We're all over the place. That's why that's why I needed a vibe check. It's just and it's also like later in the week than we typically record. So I feel like our brains are just mush. But Mm -hmm. you know what? No excuses. My friend actually texted me something really funny today. She knew I was having a bad day. My friend Rachel and she said, if you haven't listened to any ABBA today, I'm writing you a prescription for at least two songs. Aww, that, <laughs> that's so cute. It's been beautiful so. for me because my nephew actually has recently, he's three, but he's recently gotten into Mamma Mia songs. So this little three-year-old is now singing songs like Waterloo to me. Uh, and oh my gosh, that's my favorite. It's adorable. I got to send you it. But uh We have to talk about something that's been a few episodes in the making. I, Michelle, uh, finally watched Wild Mountain Time. And uh, And for those of you who who missed when we first started talking (laughs) about it, I was dying to tell Michelle it's this romance movie. Emily Blunt is in it. And I was dying uh, to tell Michelle. You didn't mention this. uh, Christian Grey from Fifty Shades of Grey is in it, too. I haven't seen Fifty Shades. Well, I haven't either, but... You know it's him. Uh, and they're in it together. And it's like this will they or won't they kind of movie. Set in like the uh, Irish countryside. Which is all sounds very beautiful and lovely. And we love Emily Blunt. Um, we love the Irish countryside. I got the angriest I've ever been on this podcast. <laughs> trying to let Michelle tell me to tell her. Like I wanted to tell her what happened at the end of the movie. Because it's so stupid. Stupid, and she wouldn't let me tell her. And I was like, "Don't watch it, Michelle." And you were like, "I'm gonna watch it." And I was like, "Don't watch it. It's a waste of time." And 
honestly, I I cut a lot of it out because I could feel Claire actually getting angry with me about like f- frustrated <laughs> and angry with me about not watching it. And I was just like, I I have to, I have to. And you know what, Claire? I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I experienced it. And for those of you who have not seen it, you skip ahead. Just do the 15 second skip, skip. No, <laughs> just don't watch it. <laughs> Michelle, tell us what happens at the end of this romance movie. So it's, I just, okay. I'm all about absurdism. And the play, the movie was actually written by a playwright. uh, I think uh, something, something Stanley. I don't know. An Irish playwright. uh, That's pretty famous. And I can see how it's kind of an absurdist Irish play after knowing that. Uh, But basically at the end of the play, the main lead character, Christian Grey, whatever, he, the end of the movie, yeah. He, We finally find out why he's not, you know, hooking up with the girl next door. And it's because he thinks he's a honeybee. Because he identifies as a honeybee. He identifies as a honeybee. And she is the prettiest flower in the whole field. Isn't that what he says? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't and, know. I checked uh, out after that point. And honestly, like, it's not even that that got me. It's just every scene, it didn't feel like the characters were speaking words to each other. They were just saying things. Like, none of the script had dialogue that made any sense. None of the characters had motivation. They were just all placed in certain places on the film set. And saying vague cryptic things. And then at the end, he was a honeybee and they made out. It was horrible. I mean, uh, okay, okay. Who am I to judge someone else's art, right? If they want to make that art, if they want to go for it, I'm, I'm all for it and I'm all for that choice. I personally did not enjoy it. You might. <laughs> it's really sad. I would have loved something on the Irish countryside that was romantic with Emily Blunt. But honestly, I don't know why she accepted a script like this. It just didn't make sense. And it was honestly a little sexist, too. Yeah, it just it was problematic all around. It, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I'm perplexed by that movie. Um, do you want to know what else I'm perplexed about, though, Claire? Sleepwalking is perplexing. Uh, Let's talk about why we picked this topic. (laughs) And the biggest reason why is because of the infamous sleepwalking TikToker. If you have ever seen her, she has cameras all around her house and she posts videos of her sleepwalking and they're just funny, goofy. Yes. If you want to see her, some of her TikToks, she's at Selena Spooky Boo. Selena with a C-E-L-E. I-N-A. Um, but she's really funny. And those TikToks are wild. She does crazy things like set the table, throw things outside in the snow. Honestly, I think it's a little dangerous. We might talk about this later, but I feel like if you're asleep, uh, I feel like if you're a constant sleep rocker, like you should put measures in place to make sure you don't do anything dangerous because like In some of those videos, it looks like she could easily run onto the street and get hurt, which honestly makes me feel like they're not real. Because why would she not put those measures in place if she could get hurt? But yeah, and and maybe she's been doing it for so long. I I have no idea. Maybe it's not real. Um, But what's your experience with sleepwalking, Michelle? I personally don't sleepwalk. I... 
when I was younger, I apparently slept, talked a lot. And I have some issues growing up where I like was very aggressive in my sleep. And I would be if I was woken up like an hour or two after falling asleep, um, I would be very rude. And this actually happened last night with me where my roommate woke me up because I was very stressed and very tired. And so I fell asleep while watching a movie. And I was very rude to her to the point where this morning when she was recalling the incident to me, she said, I just walked away and went to bed and let you deal with it. Because <laughs> I, I call it like evil, Michelle. Like, I, I don't remember it happening. Yeah. I mean, back in the first episode, I talked about awake versus asleep Claire. And yes. never trust asleep Claire because she will have full conversations with you. People think that I'm awake. I'm not walking, but my roommate freshman year of college, Rachel... Um, she used to have to get up really early for student teaching and she would always ask me to like zip up her dress or whatever she was wearing to student teaching because apparently I would be awake, but I don't remember being awake. (laughs) And so I would zip it up and I would like have a conversation with her and I wouldn't remember anything. She would reference like, oh, do you still want to get dinner tonight? And I'd be like, what are you talking about? But apparently a few times when she was leaving and hadn't like asked me to zip up her dress or anything. I had sat straight up in bed, stared at her, and said, have a good day, and then like laid back and fell back asleep, and it scared the crap out of her. Yeah, I remember my mom told me that like when I was younger, I would like fight with myself in my sleep. Like I would like mumble angry things, and then like mumble nice things, and then mumble angry things to myself. And she used to say it freaked her out so much. (laughs) But we are taking it a step further than just the sleep talking. We want to know about the sleep walking. So, Michelle, walk us through what it is and how it works. Um, So sleepwalking happens usually in the deepest part of your non-rapid eye movement or NREM sleep. It occurs usually within one to two hours of falling asleep. And when a person sleepwalks, their eyes are usually open and they usually perform ordinary activities or uh, they just sit up or they just walk around. They can do any of those things, but they're in a deep state of sleep, which I think is very strange. I haven't witnessed many people sleepwalk like actually sleepwalk Mm -hmm. but the idea of someone having eyes wide open but being in a the deepest state of sleep they could be in is uh very creepy that that's a thing that happens and fitting enough i heard it called in some of my research the twilight state where they're half awake half asleep there's no dreaming they're in like this twilight zone of sleep where sleepwalking occurs Not the fun kind of Twilight with Edward Cullen and Bella. I'm deep on Twilight TikTok as well. Okay. (laughs) uh, Twilight TikTok and sleepwalking TikTok. That's uh, what we got right now. But uh, even with all this weird stuff going on, the American Psychiatric Association, or the APA, actually does not consider sleepwalking to be a disorder unless it really disturbs your daily functioning. And sleepwalking is more common in children than adults, and most people outgrow it, actually. But there are the rare few who either don't outgrow it, and the even rarer few who actually develop sleepwalking in their adulthood. Oh, that's crazy. I I definitely sleptwalked once as a kid, but I have never as an adult. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Don't think I've ever actually truly sleepwalked before, but I do have some family members, not my immediate family, who like 
<laughs> there's like horror stories about them sleepwalking and other family members thought they were in a horror movie and that oh nightmare i really hope i don't have a kid who sleepwalks because <laughs> be out of the ring with my hair you know um i have very curly oh hair for God. anyone who hasn't seen me <laughs> um but we're gonna take it back a bit to the how the brain works episode uh, if anyone watched that episode, we had a whole section about brain chemicals and what exactly brain chemicals are. And I used this whole analogy about a post office, basically, and multiple post offices being kind of akin to how our brain works and how like each uh, local post office in our brain is always sending messages constantly, right? So our brain kind of works like those local post offices sending off those little messages everywhere so that people can receive them and do what they will with the messages they receive. However, instead of like a birthday card, your brain is accepting like, oh, uh, you should reach your hand out. Oh, you should feel sad. Oh, you should uh, be more excited or something like that. While you're sleepwalking. No, no, no. This is just in general your brain. Okay. I'm just reminding people how the brain works. Okay. Yeah. Clearly me too. Yep, yep. So that's how the brain works. Uh, so when it comes to sleepwalking and sleep, the brain chemical, quote unquote, GABA or GABA or in its long form, gamma aminobutyric acid is really important. And this is an inhibitory brain chemical, which means it's supposed to stifle actions in your brain. So GABA or GABA is in charge of telling your motor functioning to stifle itself. So basically, if someone's sleepwalking, it's because their GABA or their GABA isn't doing their job, right? And mm -hmm. the reason this is common in a lot of kids is because kids' brains aren't fully developed. So they still have kind of an insufficient amount of GABA or GABA. Uh, and that leads to their body moving. But for some, this remains underdeveloped in their adulthood. So it's not like that big of a deal. It's just kind of like that specific chemical in your brain isn't really sending that mail out the way it's supposed to. <laughs> but that's sleepwalking in general. I don't really know why people sleep talk and sleep eat or if it like really is caused by the same things because this is really just about motor functioning and your body just going a certain place. So like I always wondered like how how does your body just decide to like this girl in these TikTok videos, how does it just decide to set the table? <laughs> like, you know? Right. Well, I have some answers about sleep eating. I can't remember who told me this story or if it was on TikTok. Haha, <laughs> that's the story of my life. But <laughs> there was a story that somehow I've consumed where uh, um, this girl always thought that her roommate was super weird because she would, in the middle of the night at like 2 or 3 a.m., eat. Just like be eating in the dark. And she was always like, oh, God, my roommate is so weird. Like, she's just eating in the middle of the night in the dark. And then the next day, she'd be like, oh, God, I feel so bloated. I don't know why I feel so bad. And then she started, like, complaining about ne them never having food in their fridge and all this stuff. And finally, one day, her roommate was like, oh, God, like, I'm gaining all this weight. I don't know what's going on. And she finally said to her, like, well, maybe it's those 2 a.m. snacks you've been having as a <gasps> joke, you know, to kind of, like, push her and she was like what are you talking about so they figured out she had been sleep eating that's 
terrible. That also, I would imagine, is so dangerous. Like, how are you safely chewing? Right. I mean, the biggest issue, so sleep eating comes a lot from the same issues of sleep walking. Um, But you can be sleep eating, you can be sleep drinking. And some people have no memory of it. Some people have full memory of it and know that they're doing it while they're doing it, but they can't stop. What? There's no way to like break out of their episode. So it's kind of like with, um, I know we're not talking about this, but like with uh, night terrors where you're like basically paralyzed in bed, like seeing demons, like kind of like that, but you're paralyzed. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's called parasomnia. So you're, which means any abnormal activity that occurs while you're falling asleep, sleeping or waking up. So they don't really have a lot of information on like what causes this exactly differently. I mean, we'll, we'll hear from you a little bit why it happens, but the biggest issues with sleep eating, which normally occur in the first half of the night after you've been sleeping are, you know, weight gain, like, and high cholesterol and all of that that comes with eating because people that are sleep eating will often go for foods that they don't typically like and they'll eat foods high in sugar and high in calories. So people will, like, drink syrup or, like, eat <gasps> peanut butter. Uh-uh. Drink with syrup? With a spoon. Yeah. See, that's and a shame because I feel like if you're going to eat something in your sleep that you don't necessarily want to eat, why wouldn't it be something that's nasty and healthy, not something that's nasty and unhealthy? Like, that's just yeah. that's just unfair. And a big issue that people have with it is possibly eating like inedible or toxic foods. So frozen foods, coffee grounds, cleaning solutions, cigarette butts. So it can be, it can be very dangerous Mm -mm. and um, not, not normal at all. Uh, And I won't get into the causes because they actually go hand in hand with sleepwalking. And Michelle, I want to know why people sleepwalk. Well, there's a lot of reasons by why people sleepwalk. And honestly, like when I was looking this up, there's a lot of unexplained causes. Like, yeah, I mean, GABA causes it when you have a lack of it. But I mean, why do some people have a lack of it and some people not? And one of the biggest things is that it is inherited a lot of the time. So it is a gene thing. Like if you have a lot of people in your family who sleepwalk, it's pretty na- uh, natural that you might have it. Um, also, I saw that if you are a twin um, and your twin sleepwalks, it's pretty likely that you would be a sleepwalker as well. But the the generic, like, you just sleepwalk every once in a while is normally caused by, and correct me if I'm wrong, like lack of sleep, stress. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things like that. I also have a list of things like that. So we got sleep deprivation. We got stress like you said, but also chronic migraines, uh, fevers can cause it. That's a big one. Breathing disorders like obstructive sleep apnea, Um, something called GERD or gastroesophageal reflux disease, Um, Parkinson's disease, restless leg syndrome. Those are all like some causes of it um, or some that have been linked necessarily to sleepwalking. There's also some medications that can cause it as well if you're 
you know, of course, all of these things are things where it's like, like, I've never that I know of sleptwalked, so I'm not as prone to it. So if you are someone who's prone to it, these things might cause it, basically. Um, So certain medications would be like Zolpidem, Zolpidem, which is um, usually called Ambien. (laughs) So Ambien can cause it. Or uh, other ones are sodium oxabate, benzodiapen. No, I let me say that again. Benzodiazepine. Antidepressants can cause it. Antipsychotics can cause it. And beta blockers, which is like for your heart. So right. a lot That's, can wow. cause it. <laughs> wow. And I do want to say that I was in my research, which we'll get to a little bit later, sleepwalking, moderate infrequent sleepwalking can easily be managed and can be very normal. Um, but there is the extremes of it, which I think we like to get into on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, like, it's fun to, like, talk about sleepwalking. I feel like this whole first part is kind of like a disclaimer for your part, honestly. But, like, the girls' TikToks videos are funny. But, like, I I know sleepwalking can be very dangerous, you know? Like, like I was saying with her, I mean, I, I um, went to camp with a girl once who sleptwalked. And we had to, like, lock everything down in the cabin so that she didn't trip on the stairs outside. And I, like, had nightmares at camp that she was going to sleepwalk and, like, get hurt, you Aww. know? Um, Empath. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also know that we were talking about how, like, we have a sleep Michelle and a sleep Claire who say things or do things that they don't mean to do. And that's actually not sleepwalking and it's something very different. It's called confusional arousal. And I found this because I kind of like looked for it. But I okay. have always like heard people talking about doing asleep things. But like sometimes I remember, sometimes I don't. And my eyes are like not always open or like I just didn't identify with myself actually sleepwalking because I never felt like it was that big of a thing for me. Turns out it's Mm -hmm. a thing to have confusional arousal. And that's because confusional arousal is when an individual appears to wake up, but their behavior is disoriented, unresponsive, and they have slow speech or confused thinking. Sometimes they can even, even be like extremely aggressive. Cut to me yelling at my roommate last night for waking me up. <laughs> Lord. Um, Cut to me every time I wake up. I mean, not aggressive, but just extremely confused. I look at Jeff like, who are you? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't remember it, but apparently I do. And sometimes people call this like sleep drunkenness, which everyone can identify with. Everyone's had that moment where they feel like they're drunk because they're like so tired or they're like just woke up and they're like half asleep kind of and like feeling drunk um this typically happens in the first two hours of falling asleep during the transition from deep sleep to a lighter stage of sleep so you aren't really in deep sleep like you would be when you are sleepwalking um you are kind of awake because you're kind of being woken up in the middle of your sleep cycle but like it's still a transition period so that's why it's kind of weird um And this may only last for a few minutes, and there's usually little to no recollection of this event. And similar stressors of that sleepwalkers are prone to uh, can also inflict this in people who are prone to confusional arousal, which makes sense for me like last night, for example, because I was, like I said, stressed and had a lack of sleep. Wow. I know. That makes sense. 
So I feel like, I mean, I didn't read this anywhere. I feel like from how I uh, see other people talk about like, oh, yeah, I was like half asleep and I did this, but I barely remember it. I feel like a lot of people might have confusional arousal, which isn't really a scientific thing necessarily. It's not like doctors are saying diagnosing people with confusional arousal. But like last week with imposter syndrome, this is like definitely a phenomenon I've experienced. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I now want to find a way to cure mine because (laughs) I feel them. I mean, I think when I'm stressed, I definitely have more moments like that. I remember during finals, like in my common room, freshman or sophomore year, you know, so stressed about finals. um, I took it would take it like a five minute nap, you know, Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night to try to like wake back up and be refreshed. It never works. Don't do it. Um, and I remember telling one of my friends like, oh, just like make sure I'm awake in like five minutes, like five minutes. And apparently an hour had gone by. I finally woke up and I was like, why didn't you wake me up? And she was like, I woke you up like 10 times. Like I kept trying to wake you up. You were so confused. You were like, no, 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 no. I need more sleep. And I just listened to you. I was like, I'm so sorry. It wasn't me. Yes. And I feel such justice knowing that this is like an actual thing. Like I'm not just a jerk because I've been told my whole life that I act like that when people try to wake me up and I'm like okay see like it was just a stage of sleep I was in this is not my fault like this is a real thing (laughs) (laughs) but you know I'm getting a bit tired from all this sleep talk Claire oh wow we need to take a recess and when we come back we're going to talk about homicidal sleepwalking and we'll answer should you ever wake a sleepwalker see after recess it's recess baby oh my god i'm so sorry time (laughs) it's recess time we're here to recess what do you got for us today from instagram claire Well, I wanted uh, to bring up how lovely and wonderful and perfect our Instagram is because we have a wonderful social media manager. Oh. Her name is Claire. (laughs) Claire is our social media manager, folks. Um, But on Instagram, we always ask you questions about last week's episode. And for those of you who missed it, first of all, go listen to it. But we talked all about imposter syndrome. (laughs) Yes, yes, we did. And we asked you, uh, have you ever experienced imposter syndrome, folks? Overwhelming, yes. Overwhelming. We had an overwhelming yes. We're at over 80% of people said yes. Uh, And then we had a few no's. And I think it's really interesting that when I click on who said no, which I won't share, obviously, most of the no's were from men. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> None of us are surprised. No, that's okay. For those of you who don't experience imposter syndrome, I think that is also extremely normal. Uh, I I would love to hear from people who haven't experienced it before because I feel like that must be a a pretty nice life, to be honest. But I yeah, wonder what the like- opposite of imposter syndrome would be and how hard that would be for you. Yeah, just like having confidence that you deserve to be wherever you are. 
That's that nice. seems like a really nice thing. We should all strive to not have imposter syndrome because let me tell you, as I said on our Instagram, you are not an imposter. You worked hard to get to where you are, but That's true. sometimes you feel like you are an imposter. And we asked all of you for some stories or situations in which you felt that way. Yep. Uh, one person said they felt it when they did grad school directly after undergrad, which Oof. I can imagine. Yeah, you definitely feel like a little bit like, ooh, do I deserve to now be a grad student since I've been a student student this entire time? From a perspective of someone who's never been to grad school, I can imagine that that's rough because just becoming an adult after undergrad is hard enough with feeling like you're an actual adult in the adult world all of a sudden. So yeah, I think it's really interesting. Another answer said, I often feel like a fraud at work, like I don't deserve to be there. And that's such a mood, especially for people coming out of college and getting into these like first few jobs after college, feeling like you don't deserve to be where you worked hard to be. Well, I am telling you, girls and guys and everyone in between, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. You deserve it. You are not the imposter. <laughs> well, speaking of that, Michelle, which we got that from um, Among Us. Have you ever played Among Us? I've played a bit of Among Us. I like Among Us. It's so cute. I love the little bean characters and how they murder each other. It's fun. Yeah. But I don't I have <laughs> But I don't have many friends who play Among Us. So I've only ever played it like online. But I actually, uh, honestly, I'll uh, admit it on this podcast right here now. I like watching people play video games. So I actually have watched a lot of people play Among Us, which I also find extremely hilarious and which I was actually doing right before we recorded this, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that's so fun. I really like Among Us. I don't have it on my phone right now because uh, I have been told that it causes many bugs on your phone. Oh, it does? I don't know. I, I guess. Don't take that as fact. Anyone have whatever you want on your phone. But I was scared <laughs> out of by an article. So <laughs> I find that all apps give me bugs. I mean, Facebook listens in on our conversations. So what yeah. does it matter? <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> and my I can't say it too loud. My Google device, which I have in the corner. Oh, my God. It just lit up. <gasps> you said it too loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say something and it'll speak so loud. They hear us. They're listening. And I hope you're still listening through all of this as we get back into the second section of our podcast all nice. about sleepwalking. <laughs> I'm yawning because it's time to talk about sleepwalking again. Claire, welcome back from recess. I am so happy to be back. Uh, We're going to get into a new segment that I'm going to name. I don't know if we should call it fact or fiction or uh, Mythbusters gals edition, but we're going to talk about whether or not this statement. I hate that. (laughs) I hate that. I'm going to veto that. I don't veto much, but... (laughs) I'm going to veto it. I appreciate it, though. Thank you. So our little fact or fiction, here's the statement that most people think. You should never wake a sleepwalker, right? You've heard that before. Yeah. 
So what do you think will happen if you wake a sleepwalker? Just based on like your knowledge before researching for this episode. Oh, I I didn't even read anything about this. So my knowledge about that is that it could be dangerous for you or for them if you wake them while they're sleepwalking. Right. So there's a few arguments about it um, on both sides. So the arguments are that waking a sleepwalker will like agitate and unnerve them and could possibly endanger them or you if they become angry, they'll likely be confused. But others on the other side think that you should wake a sleepwalker so that they don't hurt themselves or others. This myth... Actually, apparently, one of my sources said, I didn't find this on many sources, so we'll see if it's true or not. (laughs) This myth stems from the idea that a sleepwalker should be left alone because there's an ancient belief that the soul actually leaves the body during sleep. And if a sleepwalker is woken up, they will be a body without a soul. Wait, you know what? I think I have heard that, but like not... Not in this context. Like, I've heard that, like, when you fall asleep, your body, you, like, your soul is gone. And so it makes sense that that would correspond with this, you know, myth. Yeah. I, it, it's it's crazy. Um, so I'm here to, to myth bust. Fact or fiction? Do you think this is true or false? That you should never wake a sleepwalker? I think it must be false. Because what are they going to do if they're dangerous? You are correct. Yay! Although some people may become aggressive, so you should never like jolt somebody or startle someone awake. Researchers have found that most of the time sleepwalkers are simply confused, disoriented, scared, or embarrassed. And if you do wake a sleepwalker, it should be done as gently as possible to avoid any response. There's also uh, to avoid... It should be done as gentle as possible to avoid, like, some big response. Uh, There's also a belief that some people think you shouldn't wake a sleepwalker because they could die from shock of being woken up. So I am just going to say Michael Salemi, the general manager at the California Central or (laughs) at the California Center for Sleep Disorders, he says you can startle sleepwalkers and they can be very disoriented when you wake them up and they can and have even been have violent or confused reactions but he has never heard a documented case of someone dying from being woken up oh so the best thing to do oh go ahead it seems pretty clear cut (laughs) yeah so the best thing to do apparently is if you don't want to fully wake them up especially a child Soothe them, grab them by the arm, and lead them back to their bed and tuck them back in. You don't have to fully wake them up. You can kind of uh, go in between and they might wake up just by your contact and you kind of soothing them back to sleep. Um, But this leads into sleep homicide. Have you ever heard of that? I haven't heard of sleep homicide. And honestly, that sounds like fake because it sounds like an easy thing for someone to say to say I committed murder while I was sleeping so it's not my fault 
Well, sleep homicide is actually wild. And the same guy that I said before who works for the California Center for Sleep Disorders, he also said uh, about sleep homicide, he said sleepwalkers can harm themselves and others and even kill themselves and others. And they can engage in highly complex behaviors such as driving long distances and hurt others with sleep aggression and violence. Um, So there's a number of ways that sleepwalkers can be dangerous to themselves and others, but he noted that a patient that he had in her teens tore her bedroom window, her bedroom door, tore her bedroom door off of the hinges one night, and she was unable to replicate that strength when she was awake. So in her sleep, she tore uh, the door off of the hinges. Oh my god. So So how do you in a murder case, how would you say yes, this girl was actually asleep when she murdered this man? Not like how would so, you even prove that? There is a whole Wikipedia page on uh homicidal sleepwalking <laughs> and some notable cases of it. Uh and one case that stood out to me which was called the Boston Tragedy. In 1846, uh, a woman named Maria Bickford was murdered, and this was in 1846. And the man that murdered her was acquitted because of sleepwalking. So that's one of our earliest documented cases of somebody being acquitted because of sleepwalking. What? Really? Does it still happen? Like, are people still acquitted for that sort of thing? There was a really popular case in... Uh, it was called, it was the case of Kenneth Parks uh, in 1992, and it actually went to the Supreme Court of Canada. Uh, and basically, this man, Kenneth Parks, drove 20 kilometers uh, from his house to his in law's house. He entered the house with a key that they had previously given him, and he bludgeoned his mother in law <gasps> to death. He then turned on his father-in-law, attempting uh, unsuccessfully to hurt him, and he got back in his car and, despite being covered in blood, drove straight to a nearby police station, turning himself in, stating, I think I might have killed two people. And they said it was because he was sleepwalking? So he defended himself, saying that he was sleepwalking. Uh, That was his... uh, what he believed. What's the difference between that and a psychotic break? He was acquitted for the murder of his mother-in-law after using the sleepwalking defense. What? Yeah. So there had to be valid evidence for that, surely. I guess. I think I could deep dive all day about it. Um, That's the case that really stood out to me because it has the most information public about it. And that was his only defense, that he was asleep during the entire incident. And naturally, nobody believed him at first. Even sleep specialists were really skeptical. Even sleep specialists were really skeptical. But after a lot of investigation, they said that that was the explanation. Um, they crap. they monitored his sleep. He went into a few sleep studies and they determined that his readings were extremely irregular, like even more so than somebody that normally sleepwalks. And apparently he had absolutely no motive. Wow. Isn't that wild? 
I wonder if him and his wife broke up after she murdered her mother. Well, that was everything on sleep homicide and uh, kind of the intensity behind uh, fact or fiction. What happens when you wake a sleepwalker? But I wanted to lighten us up with some of our favorite rapid fire Google questions to finish up. Are you ready for these, Michelle? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> I love these. So... Some people asked if you should wake sleep talkers on Google, and most people said the same thing. Just let it go. Let it it go. Uh, Do sleepwalkers see was a question. Sleepwalkers' eyes are open, but they don't see the same way that they do when they're awake. They'll often think that they're in different rooms in the house or different places altogether, I'm Which guessing it's kind of like when you're dreaming, you think you're awake, but you're not like a fully awake person in your dreams, you know, like it's weird. So it's probably like that, but you're actually moving in real life. Right? Wow. That's yeah. Weird. Here's one that I thought was really interesting because there's this song um, that goes, I hear the secrets that you keep when you're talking in your sleep. And I've always thought about that. It's a good song seek it out um but the question is do sleep talkers tell the truth and apparently usually sleepers have no memory of these vocalizations and these phrases actually have little to no truth in them at all uh and then my favorite question on here <laughs> what does it mean if you scream and cry in your sleep Means you should go to the doctor, in my opinion. But sleep terrors are episodes of screaming, intense fear, and flailing while still asleep. Night terrors are often paired with sleepwalking. um, And it's all a form of parasomnia. But as we always like to say, we are not doctors. So if you feel like you have an issue with sleepwalking and you happen upon our podcast for us to just tell you all about it, we're just here to shed a little light and to hope that you learn something new, uh, not diagnose you with but anything. Like, also, that's so, very scary. Uh, and if you think you have a problem, go seek out a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's everything that I have on sleepwalking. I feel like we should end on a little bit of a more more fun note about sleepwalking. Um, I think it's kind of funny to think about because like my cat will sometimes be like running in her sleep or like twitching a lot in her sleep. And I always like if I uh-huh. like touch her, she like meows at me. And or even if I don't touch her, but like sometimes she wakes herself up and meows at me. And I'm like, girl, it was just a dream. So like I think even cats and animals like probably have these issues in their sleep but it's so cute to like watch her wake up all scared from a dream and like come to me and like meow oh it's so sweet oh that is so sweet i love oh iris but uh well what a sweet lovely note to end on our wonderful (laughs) iris cats they're just like us that's the end. Uh, follow us on at Galsplain Pod on Instagram and Twitter to engage with this wonderful question that Michelle is about to ask you. Uh, have you ever sleptwalked or do you know someone who sleptwalked? What's your sleepwalking stories? We want to know. Subscribe, rate, review, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.